I guess we're recording now, so we should probably get started. <laughs> oh, that is the thing. Well, welcome to Dad Made. I forgot the name of the podcast for a second. Welcome to Dad Made. My name is Corey Miller, joined by Kyle Adams. Hey, Kyle. Hello. Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? Good, af- good after evening. Well, thank you. It's my after evening, your afternoon. After, I guess maybe we have to say after morning. I guess that works. Um, welcome to Dad Made. This is a podcast for. I don't, what, do we have a tagline yet? Creative dads doing creative dadding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Creative dads creatively fathering. Creatively dadding. It's <laughs> uh, terrible. We do have a tagline. It's a show for creative dads who like making stuff while building thriving relationships with their families. See, I like creative dads creatively dadding better. <laughs> I felt like an AI when I read that just now. Yeah, I know. A show for creative dads who like making stuff while building thriving okay. relationships with their families. Okay, take it easy. I wrote that. Take it easy. I didn't have chat GPT write that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I might have. I don't remember. <laughs> well, um, so today, Kyle, today's episode is mostly unplanned. And that's one, it's sort of like the spirit of the show, I guess, to not be like overly structured. Um, but... I think the thing that is going to, that was, that seemed to be on our minds today um, as we were kind of texting and talking about what was going on. um, The thing that's on my mind today, as it pertains to my (laughs) creatively dadding, um, is helping to, like, trying to figure out how to communicate truth and things that are true about my kids to my kids, even when they don't feel like it's true. Does that, do I need to say that again? Does that make sense? That's deep. Yeah. I really want you to what, say it again, but I also want to just mention that I'm glad that we're doing an unplanned show because I think some dads listening, it might be unplanned for them to be a dad. So on that note, <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, no. Okay. So you're. Yeah. Let me see if I can summarize what you're saying. Do so it. you're saying that you're trying to communicate something true to your kids. Maybe I'm lost. Sorry. Right. You're trying to communicate yeah, yeah. something true while also not fully sharing the nope true nature of Let- it. Nope, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. What I'm trying to do is figure out how to communicate what's true about my kids to my kids, even when they don't believe it about themselves. So I'll give you the example. Um, My oldest, who is about nine, when she's not about nine, she is nine, um, is she's in fourth grade here in Austria. And the school system here is really challenging. And and she's also more or less, like we, we moved here, and she hadn't been in the Austrian school system. She speaks German, but she's still like kind of behind because she didn't grow up in the Austrian, you know, German language school system. And so she she really struggles. She really struggles with, I mean, the German language just in general is really, really difficult, but many languages are very difficult and learning them as your second language later on in your life can be really challenging. Um, spoken as someone who is currently learning German, uh, it's very challenging. And, um, and so she's, um, 
she really gets caught in these loops of feeling like she can't do stuff. You know, um, mm. I mean, I can even remember when I was a kid, like getting stuck in that, like, I, I can't do it. You keep telling me I can do these things, but I just, I can't. And I don't feel like I can't, I don't feel like I have the ability. And, and so as it pertains to t- saying things that are true, like you are able, you are, um, you know, if you work on this, if you don't give up, if you persevere, you will be able to accomplish whatever you put your mind to, you know, a little bit of George McFly from back to the future, right? Like if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. But, um, but many days, sometimes it feels like when I say things like that to my kids, uh, kind of, um, speaking to, I guess, to their identity in, in a way of like, you can, you can be this, you can work hard, you can achieve what you want to achieve. And they feel, but they don't feel that in the moment. You know, they're like, right now I feel like this is hard and it feels like I can't do it. It feels like I can't move forward. And, um, you know, and and at that point, you know, as a 34 year old father, I'm like, "Ah, I wish they got the logic of this, (laughs) you know, but they don't feel that. So, so that's my challenge that I'm, that I'm kind of trying to figure out how to communicate is like, how do I help my, my children see the things that I know to be true about them, you know, or, oh, I mean, I don't want to keep laughing, but the thing that was true that I was telling her today was you are learning, right? Like you are so much better than you were at any of these things than, than you were a year ago, you know, um, you're better at writing, you're better at cursive, you're better at drawing your art, you're better at being kind, you're better at communicating, you're better at German, like all of this stuff in the moment, it doesn't feel like that. Right. And I mean, even as creative people in our thirties, I'm sure we sit down sometimes and go like, oh, just, I'm not getting better. You know, <laughs> like this is like an internal, feels like an eternal struggle for mankind maybe. But, um, but to look at her and go like, you, you have been learning, like everything that you're doing right now is the culmination of the last few years. But sometimes it just feels like sometimes she just doesn't hear that. And I don't, I don't want to just single her out. This is for both my kids. Um, and, and I'm kind of having to learn how to try and like, I don't know, yeah, just figure out how to say that stuff to her so that it sticks, say that stuff to them so that it sticks. Um, and, and they don't get, they don't get, and I guess it's going to be a, a lifelong thing to try and help them with that. But that's sort of what's on my mind. That's, that's what I mean is communicating what's true about my kids to my kids when they don't feel like it's true. You know? Yeah. I I mean, my daughter's five, so it's not quite at the complexity level that you're at. But I have gone through that to a degree. And something that worked really well that I honestly didn't expect to work, but we found it out through her... Um, actually through her school she's going to this school that's very like hands-on i forgot the term for those kind of schools but like a like a montessori uh, more of a montessori kind of school like they do a lot of play they do a lot of like go to the station you want to go to and learn some of these things yeah yeah it's really cool like i've seen her grow up quite a bit even in the few weeks she's been going there yeah yeah. Um, Both, both our girls did that i think the youngest, I don't actually know. Melody didn't because we had gone back to the states, and then it was beginning of the pandemic. So, um, but I know Ryland did. She might have done something, but anyway, sorry, I digress. Go ahead. 
But Monster something I just great. I love it. I just caught on to this. I mean, it wasn't like I don't know. It's one of those things. Maybe I've heard it before and I just latched onto it this time. But I realized a while back when she was probably three, four years old, she started wanting to draw. But she saw that I drew. So I'd sit down and draw with her. Or I'd draw something for her. Like I'd say, oh, what do you want me to draw? And I'd draw it for her. And my thought was, well, I'm showing you how to draw. Like I'm showing you that you can draw and like here's what drawing is. And yeah, like if we're sitting there drawing together, then we're doing an activity together. But I, I really think for her, she never said this, but I really think for her that felt like, oh, I don't do this good enough. Like my my dad's drawing these things that I can't draw. And so she went through this phase of just being like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't draw. I can't do it. Mm. I can't. And and all these things that I had I realized there was a pattern of things that I had been more involved with. She starts saying she can't do them. Mm. And it's because she can't do them at the level that she wants to do them at, which is right. the level that an adult is doing the math. <laughs> right. Yeah. She sees like the long-term payoff of all of that work and is like, oh, this is what someone who is competent in this should be able to do. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like, I mean, there's times where I'll go draw with her. There's times I'll watch her draw. There's times I'll draw something for her, but it's very, it's, it's way less frequent. But most of the time I'm just watching her draw something now. When I'll ask her about it, and she'll maybe add to it. And she's become a lot more creative because she doesn't, I'm not there like trying to tell her the right way. I'm more so kind of not in a deceiving way, but I'm kind of pretending I don't really know what's going on. Like you need to show me, you know, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's happening. Like putting her in the, the leader's seat yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, so I don't know, like this is just me. Like I'm um, obviously not a, a professional counselor or anything. <laughs> I feel just, like we're going to have to say that every single episode. <laughs> like the, our lawyers have told us to say. <laughs> but just, no, just putting myself lawyers. like trying to put myself in your shoes and in your daughter's shoes. Like maybe she's seeing that you're learning this thing, right? Like you're learning a language. She's learning a language. And maybe it feels like, well, I'm not, I'm not as proficient. Like, He's learning this and it's, he gets it. I don't, I don't get it. I can't do this. Like, obviously I can't because someone else is doing it better than me. Or maybe it's not you. Maybe it's other people in her classes or something that it's like, well, these people are ahead. I can't do it because they're ahead of me. And obviously I, there's something wrong with me. I just, I'm not good enough to do this type thing. I think yeah. a lot of us do that in general. <laughs> like we look around at other people in the room <laughs> yeah. and we're like, oh, we can't, I can't do this because these people like, um, like if I walk into a a gym and there's people doing pull-ups, like I can't, I can't do a pull-up to save my life, but yeah, me, I could learn neither, to. Bro. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I know I could learn to eventually yeah. if I really wanted to. Um, but I don't, I'm not claiming to know the answers, but like, Maybe there's something to that of, I know there's at least something to letting your kids like take the lead every once in a while and sort of show you how something's done, even though yeah. you may know how it's done and just letting them feel like 
they're showing you their skills. Yeah, like way. they're the expert. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for it's it's really it's such an interesting dynamic because I think I mean I, I'm sure you see this with with your daughter, but like our kids are such amalgamations. I mean they're their own people, but they're definitely a, a you know a um a witch's brew of Christiana and me. And and Rye really has like a lot of that perfectionism that my wife brings to the table, um, which it included with my ADD, like my ADHD, like, and um, and and so, and I don't want to like single her out in in any of these episodes, but um, but it's interesting because I like I look at the way that my kids deal with life, and I, and it's it's it feels strange sometimes because I feel like I should understand a little bit more of what that's like but I'm so far removed from my childhood that it's oftentimes hard for me to, to dial into that empathy. Um, and that's, and it really is a muscle, you know, I mean, we could talk for ages and ages about the concept of empathy, but um, you know, we did, we've done various levels of, of therapy in our family. And we had like a family therapist a couple of years ago that was helping us through our various international move transitions and um and one of the biggest things that she worked with my wife and I on was helping develop our empathy muscles for our children and not even just being like oh how do you sympathize with them or whatever but just like helping them like speaking in such a way that you're helping the kids put words to the things that they're feeling and and then also that like helps you enter into their world a little bit more and but but it is weird because i i it's so I just lean into my current brain and I forget what it was like to be nine or seven or whatever. And, and I don't remember much of my childhood, like from a feelings point of view, I remember factually some things that happened, but a lot of my life in my mind didn't begin until I was like around 12. I don't know if that's normal. Or if that I feel the same way. So I guess. We're yeah. The okay. Same good. Thing. Okay. So we're both, we're both messed up then. Okay. I feel like these episodes have been all about validating each other. Yeah. <laughs> <that> we... <laughs> oh, oh, you, you're messed up. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Then we're in good company. <laughs> yeah. I remember, yeah. like you said, factual things. Like I can remember yeah. our car and our house and certain like really key events like, yeah. Or things yeah. that, I don't even know if it's that I remember the event. It's more so remembering the story that keeps being told of the event because my family yeah, tells exactly. the story. Like what are they, those are called, what are those called? Like, like fake memories or like, um, there's like a term for it where you have a memory because it was told to you or you saw a picture or something like that. It's not like your actual memory, but it was like a crafted memory. Hmm. I don't know what the word for that is, but it's yeah. Stuff like that where people were like, Oh, you remember this thing or like, but all all of that being said, it's it's I don't remember feeling these sorts of feelings. I must have though, you know, of like I can't do it or something is so hard I can't get there. Um, but even but even if that even if I didn't, um, and I always was like, oh sure I can I can do whatever. Um, I'm certainly there were times that people tried to tell me things about myself that were true that were just so hard to hear. And I didn't know how to communicate the way I needed to be communicated to, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of, that's kind of the interesting piece for me is trying to figure out what is the, the language and the medium 
of that truth communication. Cause I could sit there till I'm blue in the face and say, no, you can. But if they're just saying, I can't, you're not listening to me. I can't do it. And I'm just like, no, but you can like, that's, <laughs> that's not going to go anywhere. And no matter what, like I can say that until I fall into the grave. But if they can't, if there's that barrier, almost like a language barrier, you know, of it's like you can hear the words, but if it's not, if you can't like translate them into something that's real and then feel that, then certainly for, for people who are more feely, less logical, but I mean, even the same case, like if you're just like from a logical point of view, I cannot do this, you know, like you, you and I come at, at life from a little bit of a different angle. You tend to be a little bit more logical and seeing things in certain ways. And I tend to come in very emotional and be like, ah, and you're like, no, Corey, it's, it's like this, you know? So maybe you can speak to that of like, if you see things logically, like, no, the logic is this, but, it, and even though it's like, uh, I don't want to say untrue, but like it, it doesn't represent the full scope of reality. How, how do you deal with that? You, you know, not even as a kid, but like, how do you deal with that now? Actually, I was just trying to like to think about being a kid, like mm. as much as I could pull back like, yeah. <laughs> to being a kid. In <laughs> right. times where I saw something that I felt like I couldn't do, and I wonder if sometimes it's not that, not that you think I can't do this, as in I'll never be able to do this. It's I can't do this, as in. I know the result is that I'm going to fail. And mm. so I can't, it's more like I can't do this to myself. I can't put myself out there. I can't. Ooh, that's fascinating. Force myself into this situation because I'm pretty sure I'm going to fail. So why put in the effort when I know that the out, when I, at least I have this like probability meter that's hitting the whole the side of this is probably not going to work out. Yeah. So like, and I don't necessarily think kids or even adults most of the time are, are thinking that. <laughs> yeah. But a right, lot of, of the course, time yeah. when we say we can't do something, it's not that we can't learn to do it or that we just can't, like physically can't do it. It's that we are afraid to go do it. Like an example for adults and, and kids, but if somebody asks you, well, not you, Corey, because I know you'd go do it, but... A lot of people, if they ask you to come up on the stage and say something, right? Somebody might say, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do speeches or whatever. Sure. It's not, it's actually not that they can't get up there and talk. It's that they're afraid they're going to get up there and make themselves look stupid. And so they right. don't want to do it. And mm. that might be what kids are trying to process when they say, I can't do it. It's that I can't, I can't do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to fail at it. Yeah. And that's why I can't. I wonder if, I mean, do you, do you, have you seen that kind of thing also with, I mean, you like the way that you mentioned about, um, you know, drawing or doing things and then your daughter's like, Oh, I can't do that. Do you think that it it's similar in that like for her or which side of that spectrum does she tend to lean on? I I tend to think that, it's that because even the example I mentioned earlier of starting to let her sort of take the lead and show me how to do something or I talk to her about what she's doing instead of trying to interject myself and do it as well <laughs> and potentially do it better because I've taken 
mean, she can't process this, but I've taken more art classes. I've taken more years of art classes through school than she's been alive. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. obviously I can draw better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's that, I feel like it's that same process because I would draw something and then I'd say, you know, why don't you draw uh, whatever. Well, she's looking at this drawing that I made and it's like, I can't draw like, <laughs> yeah. I can't draw that. Like I can't do that well. So I can't do this. And it's not, oh yeah, I can draw a bunny. It's probably not going to look great, but I can draw a bunny. I think as we get older, we start to realize that there's that skill gap. Yeah. But I can imagine as kids, it's not so easy to process that, like that there's skills that you build up over time. Yeah. You just should be able to do things because you didn't have to learn the skill. I mean, you kind of did, but like as far as you remember, you just started walking. You didn't have to like learn the skill of walking or breathing or <laughs> or how to eat or Is these things. Skill? Just, they just feel like they should come naturally to you. Like lots yeah. of things come naturally to you as a kid because you're developing. And then there's things you have to learn. And, and that's a different thing to process. The, what's fascinating is, I, I mean, this is things I'm still learning, you know, like these are things we're still uncovering. Um, and I was about to say mid, midlife. I hope it's not midlife, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> midlife crisis. Um, but the concept of like, what am I trying to say? The, the idea of like looking to where you've been and being able to identify how far you've come. Because I think it's, it, cause it's so easy to be like, well, I can't, um, I can't achieve this result right now. But, and we look at success as being the end result, right? So it's the, the good score on the test or it's the really, really good job that we get out of college. <laughs> LOL, getting a job out of college. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm just going to, we're going to forget that I just said LOL out loud and we're going to strike that from the record. So everyone can just forget that. Um, but like we look at that end result as the thing that is success. And, and I wonder if sometimes like my, my girls, especially with their school, they're like, if I, if I get the thing, if I get the right, the good test, or if I get the good marks at school, that's success, right? Like, you know, they wouldn't say the word success, but that's, that's success. Um, whereas I, as their father, I look at them and I go, I've been watching you. I have seen this ramp up of learning because learning is, is just this ramp, right? You just are always, even in corrections, this is something that I had said to, to Rylan recently was like, it feels bad and discouraging sometimes when you get a correction, like you, you do the math wrong or you spell the word wrong and then you're corrected. That can feel discouraging what's happening is you are learning for the next time. So that learning curve is still on that. And the learning always, it's, it's always an upward trajectory, um, you know, in, in, you know, your whole life. Um, and so even the things that can feel discouraging are, you know, it's still, Oh, right. It, I remembered not to do it the next time, or maybe you forget again and then you have to do that. So I've been watching their whole lives of this curve of learning and watching them get better at art and watching them get better at reading and writing and blah, 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 blah. And so it's really easy for me to see the improvement. 
But then I look at my life and I feel like such a hypocrite because I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this thing and I'll never know how to do it and I can't do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just feel like such a hypocrite <laughs> of trying to like get my kids to understand that you only can compare yourself to yourself. Like that's the only correct comparison ever. And as it pertains to like self and identity and all of this is like, where have I been? Where have I come from? Where are we coming? Where do we go? You know, um, where do we come from? Where do we go? And, but man, I, but I still struggle with that, right. Of being like, I'm in my, I'm like, you know, in my career and I don't know all of this stuff and it's just so hard. And I just know this tiny little piece and I could never learn all of that. I'm like, <sighs> egg on my face. Yeah. But it's easier for me. It's easier for me to have context, I guess, with an adult brain, you know, of, okay, I can step back after my little pity party, <laughs> I throw a little temper tantrum, and then I can step back and be objective and say, if I put in the work, I could learn that, you know, but, but still like, adults of adults who don't have that yeah, perspective either. That's true. There's and I don't, I wouldn't say that around. I have that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But there's plenty of people who look around and just say, you know, maybe they're even at a workplace or something and they're like, well, this person does this really well. I could, I could never do that. Yeah, you I know, could never. Some people say it because they don't want to <laughs> like, like manage managing people or something. They're like, oh, I couldn't do that because they don't want to. But some people yeah. legitimately think they just couldn't like, yeah, couldn't do that. Couldn't be there. Couldn't reach that level of whatever it is. And I think, yeah, I think there's something to that of us just looking at other people to determine how good we are at things or what we're capable of. And instead of looking at them and saying, oh, people are capable of that thing, I could do that. It's, mm. oh, that person's capable of that thing and I'm not. Yeah. I I have a lot of problems with the internet. <laughs> just as a concept. <laughs> um, but I think one of the coolest things uh, that has come from the concept and execution of the internet is the proliferation that people like me exist in the world and can do many things, you know, and there's, there's a, you can find your pocket of people like you and you shouldn't, only hang in that pocket because it's better to have a diverse group of friends and relationships and, and, and not just be in your little, in your little bubble. But, um, there's, there's whole, whole communities of people who are like, Oh yeah, I, I, I think in this way and I haven't known how to deal with X, Y, and Z. And then I met someone who also thinks in this way and they figured out how to deal with X, Y, and Z. And now I'm learning these tools. I'm still gaining these tools of how to cope and how to deal and all of the stuff. And um, yeah, I think that that can be, that can be a really, a really cool piece, especially in realizing like it's, it just seems like this is just a thing that we're going to need to deal with as, as people is this feeling of, you know, what, why is it that we say I can't do this or I could never, you know, like you were saying, Kyle, I, I could never, is it really like, I like that you put on the, I just don't want to, because I think that that's a really valid reason of, I don't want to do that. Um, 
but what is the voice? Like what, what is the root of it that's saying I couldn't do that? What is it really coming back to? Is it like insecurity? Is it, um, is it just deep rooted fear of something? Is it, boy, we are getting deep in this episode. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that those are really important questions to ask because it could literally come down to just being like, I don't, I don't feel like I have the emotional capacity to manage a team, you know? And I think that is totally fair. Right. Versus I don't think I, ha- I don't have the skills to do it. So I couldn't cause you, you can gain skills, but if you were like, you know, I mean, just being real, I don't want to be a manager. Like that sounds like hell to me. Like, like personal, personal hell is managing a team. I just like managing budgets and like doing reviews and like all that stuff. I think that there are very specific people that are good at that. I don't think I would be very good at it. Um, and also I don't want to, <laughs> you know, maybe I would be good at it cause it's a skill I could learn. Maybe that's, and maybe that's part of this Kyle is maybe it's like working on reframing how we talk about ourselves and reframing how we talk about these sorts of things and, and, and not always just staying in the, I can't, but reframing it as like, maybe I could, but I don't want to, or maybe I could, but I think I would like to improve my skills elsewhere or. I think that would be more of a challenge that I'm willing to take on, you know? And, and maybe this is just like, I don't know, some, some of it just feels a little bit like, okay, you know, get over yourself. But, um, but I don't know. I think, I mean, the ways, the ways that we talk about ourselves are so powerful to ourselves, you know? Yeah. So this, this brings me to the question of how, how can you show your children that they're at least capable of doing something. I was thinking about this today. And in fact, right before I came down to do this show, I had a thought. And part of my thought was sometimes when I try to communicate truth to my girls, it's, it's not that they could never receive it. Sometimes they just don't like the sound of my voice. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. let's be honest. Sometimes it's the messenger delivering. It's not the message, it's the messenger. And um, and it's not like they don't love me and it's not like they don't, you know, need me in their lives or whatever. But um, I was thinking about this specifically for my oldest who's really into reading. And I'm like, I wonder if some of these things I could communicate to her by writing it for her. You know, like, could I write her a letter or draw her a comic or something like that that she could read and she could internalize that versus me just sitting there going, no, but you can. She's like, but I can't. I'm like, no, but you can. She's like, I can't. I'm like, no, but you can listen to me. I'm your dad. <laughs> you know? Um, so maybe there's another way that I can, it, cause it's not just about the message. I think this is a piece of trying to, a piece of being a parent is trying to say like, this is my issue with parenting books <laughs> because they're like, this is how you parent. Like, this is, this is the way like 98% of whatever, like that's not, that's like, you have to figure out what your child needs. You know, you have to figure out how to communicate with your kid. And there are principles of course. And you know, your kid's not, you're not the only kid who's ever gone through their thing, but sometimes it's just being friggin' Sherlock Holmes and figuring out how to put all the pieces together. And so I was like, wow, maybe that's a thing I could try is to say like, Um, I don't remember your exact question, but it led into this whole thing of like, maybe a piece of that is, is figuring out how to package the message differently. Because if I, maybe I'm just delivering the message in 
the least optimal way and maybe there's a different way I can do that. I wonder if it even should be a message. What do you mean? Like this just just saying and I know you mean it and I know it's wholehearted. And I know both of us say this to our kids, but just saying yes you can or you can do this. Do we really expect that to change their minds? At a Some, at a core level. If I'm honest, sometimes yes. <laughs> at a core level, like I think if for us it conveys that we have we believe in them, that we're mm. supporting them. I think those things are important to convey. But I guess what I'm getting at is is there a way, and I don't that's why I bring this up, I don't have the answer, but is there a way to show your kids they can do more? without just saying, yes, you can do more. Is yeah. there a way to, to have them do something that proves to themselves? Essentially, you need to put them in conditions where they teach themselves this lesson. Otherwise, it's not core to their beliefs about themselves. Right. But somehow, somehow they need to see for themselves that they can do something they don't think they can do I, you know there's actually a, a, an important piece of that too because the important piece of that education for the child is that I won't always be there to tell them that they can you know like we won't always be I mean in these early years for the most part we are but they need to be able to to have those tools themselves so that's that's a good point um, I mean my first thought is like comparison of past things like we've done this before when our kids have been like feeling bad about their art is I'll pull out. I mean, we keep lots of old art, probably too much. We've, we've chucked a lot. It's just been, there's a lot of paper, but I'll be like, okay, would you like to see what your drawing looked like three years ago? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and that's a visual piece. You know, that's not just me saying, Hey, you can draw very good. It's like, well, look at how you drew this person, this character three years ago. And then they can see literally right in front of them, the comparison of the difference, you know? Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's one version of it. Um, I, I, I don't know as it pertains to other like schooling. I'm, my, my brain is sort of in schooling stuff right now because that's, that was relevant today. But, um, is there a way that you as an adult would do that, that we can translate to children? Great question. I mean, looking <laughs> back at old, looking back at old versions of things does help. I mean, mm. Especially, and I guess that does apply maybe more to creative pursuits rather than, yeah. oh, my math's better today than it was two years yeah. ago. I don't know. Like, <laughs> how do I prove right. that out? Um, but I can go look at past versions of myself in some way. Like, I watched... <laughs> <laughs> I watched one of your it because it it was recommended to me for some reason, Corey. I'm not sure why. One of your old vlogs from oh, yeah. forever ago, from like 2016, and oh I I was like cringing at myself. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's that's not me anymore. Like, yeah, I noticed all these flaws and what I was doing. And it made me feel a little bit better about where I'm at today <laughs> because mm. I could tell those about myself. And so yeah, I think there is that comparison to yourself 
that's important. Like you said, you're like yourself should be your, your best comparison. And yeah. so literally being able to see what your past self did, I think is important, but I don't know. Like I don't, again, I'm not claiming to know the answers to these things, yeah, but either. there's gotta be, I'm just thinking there's gotta be a way to prove to yourself that you can do certain things because yeah. like, well, different people it's, will have it's frustrating as a dad too. It's very frustrating as a dad, but like you, you want to just say, Oh, you can do these things. I know you can, I believe mm-hmm. in you, whatever. Yeah. Why don't you trust me? <laughs> and I'm not saying you shouldn't say those things, yeah. but for those things to actually take hold and be part of like, I don't think there's going to be a revelation of like, well, my dad said I can do it. So I am going to be able to do it. It's yeah. like, I really appreciate that my dad supports me. I appreciate that he cares about me. And he says that I could do these things if I want to, but I still don't believe that I can. Mm. And I think it's because you know, the people close to you or hopefully you do. And, and you should like the people you have close to you should have some belief in you and, and believe that you're, you can be better and you can improve yourself and you can do hard things. But I think especially with parents, it's often like we're so supportive that the support doesn't translate to a tangible, like realistic view of yourself Mm. as the kid. Cause it's like, well, yeah, they're always going to believe in me, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you've gotten it yet, but I've definitely gotten that. You're just saying that because you're my dad. <laughs> I've definitely gotten that. Yeah. And I'm I like, haven't got that well, yet, but yeah. I'm sure I will. Yeah. It's on the way for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a part of that that is true, right? Because they need to know that I believe in them no matter what. Um, but yeah, there's, there is that self, um, not self-actualization, but that self-belief I think that's really what it all comes down to is like, how do we instill good patterns of self-belief and healthy patterns? I should say healthy patterns of self-belief. Um, and, it, and it's tricky. And I, I think this also kind of, you know, as you were saying that I was like, there's also different measurements of success for, for people for just, you know, so, uh, you know, we could say, well, what is it that makes one successful? And for my oldest, I know that it comes down to like, well, what is the grade that she got? And then she'll be able to say, see, dad, I told you I wasn't as good. Or she'll be like, hey, I did it, but it wasn't, it wasn't a one. It was a two. It wasn't a one. You know, like that's what is going to be her measurement for this particular thing that she was working on today. Um, and, and that, yeah, I, I, maybe that's just a piece of it is trying to figure out, okay, well, what are the measurements of success? And then how do we like wrap it up in a way that, that we can look and go, hey, how can we continue to learn from this outcome? Um, it's tricky, man. I, I, I like we're coming to the end of our time, and I wish that there was something I could really. It's given me a lot to think about, though. I, it's, I appreciated, I appreciated this conversation because it's given me some some ideas of like, of of thoughts to have about it, and and. I think I think the key thing for me is not leaning to not leaning in um not leaning so hard on the just believe me because I'm your father you know like that's that that doesn't do that whatever 
like, yeah, just believe me. Um, like that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not actually going to matter, but at least at this stage, maybe later on they'll be like, Hey, you know what? I've built enough trust in you that you say this and I'm going to have trust in you that, that what you're saying is true. I think that they're probably a good decade away from that. <laughs> probably. But. Well, yeah. And there's like, maybe this comes down to, <laughs> maybe this comes down to the thing we don't want it to come down to Corey. Go on. That we as dads or even as parents, there's some things that other people have to help us with. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's about like, you know, having someone else come in it's in some way and show them that they're capable mm. of certain things. It, maybe it's a tutoring or a mentor, or something like that, where they can learn from an outside source that's not somebody who's just always told them they're great, who does yeah. put them somewhat in that uncomfortable situation, but not in front of an entire group of other kids or other adults or whatever, and challenges them to some degree and makes them realize that they're capable. Like I, I think there's yeah. plenty of scenarios. I'm not saying I'm not suggesting your scenarios that exactly, but sure. I think there will be a lot of scenarios in life where we have to do that. Like we're not the ones who can actually make that difference. We can tell them we believe in them. We can do all these things, but they have to have some kind of outside yeah. influence and, and help with that. I mean, I mean, you and I are, we could probably name a handful of people in our lives who were like that, where they were the ones who said the same truths that our parents maybe, or families were saying, but because they said it, we were able to accept it. Yeah. I think that there's, I think, I mean, I think that's just part of growing up, you know? Yeah. To, you have to find those different voices. I mean, maybe my that's parents our job told me I was capable of things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Did I got older them? and I met somebody who I had, never hardly talked to who told me you can do all these things if you just set to learning the skills and I did it and, <laughs> and then you did it <laughs> yeah. yeah well I liked this conversation Kyle I appreciate you uh sharing your sharing your thoughts that was pretty, I think good. it's good good chat it's not too yeah. bad I was I was a little we I was a little wary about it I was like I don't know but I think it turned out good I think if I do too. say so myself, <laughs> maybe think a lot and kind of race for the future. Cause like I said, I've experienced that a little bit, yeah, but not quite to the degree you're at. I think it's not, it's not that much easier when they're younger, but when they're younger, there's not as much of that logic trying to play around yeah. in their head. It's hard. It's <laughs> hard to communicate kind of about things. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was one of the things <laughs> I said to people who are like, oh, are you going to miss the baby face? I'm like, no, I want to have conversations with my kids. You know, I want to be able to sit on the floor and wrestle with them verbally and be like, what is it that you're that you're thinking or you're feeling and like really work on that. And have and I, we're having those conversations now the last few years. And that to me is the, is the exciting piece because then I can be like, why are you upset? And it's not just, ah, because my blocks fell over. Like, it's actually something real. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that's not real, but it's, we can talk about it, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, good show. Good show. Kyle, uh, that will do it for, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Not you, Kyle, but whoever's listening. Thank you, listener, watcher for tuning in to dad made today. 
Uh, Kyle, do you want to share about where people can find you online and if they want to say hi? You can find me on Twitter slash X at it's Kyle Adams, I T X Kyle Adams, or at you said Creator ITX. Glue. ITX. ITS. <laughs> My it's, S's and X's are getting mixed it's up. It's Kyle. <laughs> it's Kyle Adams, I T S Kyle Adams, or CreatorGlue.com. Nice. And you can find me uh, at our website, dadmade.co. Um, where you can sign up for our newsletter so you know when these episodes go out before anybody else. Uh, and then also, if you want to send me an email, you can send it at mail, M-A-I-L, at dadmay.co. I guess you can find me on Twitter, Corey D.H. Miller. I, I logged in again the other day, Kyle, against my better judgment. I've seen you more often on there. I've seen I you logged in. Around. I logged in, and I was like, <sighs> I did not miss Twitter drama, outrage, just trash. And so I like unfollowed a bunch of people and I just set the feed to just the people I'm following. And now it's really boring and it's lovely. It's like just boring <laughs> people that I follow because <laughs> they're like all curated. It's just like a couple people who are really nice. It's great. But um, yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Kyle. Good show. Good show. Bye. Bye.